Um, before we jump into our program today, uh, I just wanted to give a little announcement that today will be the final episode of season one. That's right. We just entered into June, and it's time to take a little break, enjoy the vacation, go out, make some memories, go to the beach, see some friends. So I appreciate everyone who's come, al- who's, uh, come along for season one. I hope you guys have enjoyed it and found it interesting so far, and it's really, it'll be nice to just kind of take this break and then, you know, think about how to continue in the fall, see what kind of new things, new guests, things like that we can bring to make it even more interesting and trying some new stuff out. So, um, keep, uh, keep an eye on that, and we'll have more announcements in the future for for when that will be the season two start and now today for my final guest of the season we have my good friend jack stone jack is a incredibly talented guitarist graduated from berkeley top of his class i'm sure and now he's out here in spain kicking ass making um platinum records and stuff for these uh for some of the big bigger spanish groups out here so it's really a pleasure to talk to him things are silly as always and we jump in we let it go with uh with some tequila and margaritas so you can expect the unexpected on this one so make sure to sit down in a comfy chair or go on that long bike ride that you've been putting off and um and i hope you enjoy the conversation with Jack Stone. Hello, Jack. Hello, Dwight Meyer. How you doing? Thanks for coming on to the podcast. Dude, thank you. I am really excited and really nervous. I've never done a podcast before. And... Um, yeah, no, I appreciate you calling yeah. me and having me and, you know. I'm, I'm, I'm happy to break you in here. Yeah, um, you are breaking me in. <laughs> we, because you're a wild man, you decided to bring, make today's choice uh, tequila. Fucking orale. Yeah, no, I was just in the mood for it. Like, again, we were, we were talking earlier just about, like, how the weather's been so shitty. And I just feel like if we have, te- <laughs> if we have tequila, like... Maybe the weather will get a little warmer. Nah. Like. <laughs> yeah, that or the yeah, the yeah. temperatures will get warmer here. So yeah. let's 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 start. Let's do this tequila shot up right, here. Let's do this tequila you shot. Want, you do the, yeah. the like little bit of salt. Oh god, that's like a shit ton of Let salt. Let me take some from it. Let me take some. From okay. It. There you go. Teamwork makes the dream work. Okay. Um, oh. So. All right. I'm gonna get my limes. All right. Salud, mi compa. Cheers, my friend. Cheers. Ah. Mm. That's delicious. I actually went for the tequila before the salt. I don't think you're supposed to do that. Uh, it's actually quite good tequila. I'm surprised. <laughs> Normally it makes me want to throw up, but... Dude, <laughs> Dude, that's why we were running around today looking for it. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, you know, I feel like you are the... Uh, you're the you're the secret weapon here in Spain that, you know... Wow. If, there's a, if there's a trending <laughs> track... 
on YouTube right now that's from Spain. It's probably Jack's guitar. Oh, it's only happened a couple times. Come on. <laughs> Jack had uh, two training videos in the same week, the number one and the number two video, which is, is wild. But before we go to there, mm-hmm. you know, there's a there's actually a really special reason for you to be on the show because Indeed I think there is. I feel like you have um, a really nice insight into something mm-hmm. that that maybe a lot of people, you know, the ten or fifteen people that listen to the show yeah. might be interested in, mm-hmm. and that's going to a music school. I did and. I did that. You know, and the amount of, yeah. you know, money and everything. So in one word, could you please give the people your advice on going to one of those schools? Okay, so I am giving advice on going to should music you go, school. Should you go to... In one word. Yeah, in one word. Just yeah. Okay. Um, uh, <laughs> that's the not answer, a word. No, the answer is no. No, I... <laughs> Actually no, like let's, yeah. let's let's I want to go into this. So you went to <laughs> so you went to uh you went to Berkeley. I did. In Boston, right? In That's Boston. Right. Did in fucking Boston, dude. So what is um I don't know. What, what what was that experience like and how do you think it prepared you for becoming, you know, the the ultimate Spanish uh, guitarist? <laughs> All right, I'm going to start with the for the first part first. What was the experience like? Um there are parts of it that I cherish, that made me who I am, and there are parts of it that I hated that have also made me who I am. Like, and the thing is this, is, is you know, when when I was in high school and I was deciding what I wanted to do with my life, and, you know, it's around that junior year when you're aiming into, like, wait, wait, what you think you should do, okay, I'm going to go to college, where should I go? Um, I basically had the opportunity to like, like two of the colleges I got into was one was a liberal arts school in New York that, um, like a state school, public school that, um, was, I was just going to do like liberal arts. I was going to major in music and I was going to minor in Spanish because mm-hmm. those were the classes that I loved as a kid. As I, I, I loved Spanish class. Like I, I enjoyed the work of school. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And then obviously music and, and music was something I would do on the side, like, but I mean it like but it was still my life like it was every day it was every day after school it was listening to music before school it was getting told to take your headphones off as mm-hmm. you're walking down the halls and like that like music gave me a purpose in life so yeah. like what what is what is a school like Berkeley yeah. um like what is the day-to-day thing like if you mm-hmm. if you show up there I mean obviously yeah. like you have to be you have to be pretty good right yeah. to get in like you have you they can't they don't just uh, let what they told what they told me is this because you have to audition for it mm. first of all so like that's the thing too keep in mind like for anyone not American listening um, in in universities like you have to you have to send them SATs standard aptitude tests the ACTs you have to send standardized tests to see that you can like tie your shoes that that's the concept right and. <laughs> that's the qualification for berkeley <laughs> well i mean <laughs> here's the thing is that they don't ask for those tests you don't need to have an sat oh, grade to, to, to they just, they just to want to know that you can play the guitar good just the audition yeah just the audition and they send teams around the world to all parts of all like all different cities they have they have audition teams because the school is in Boston, they have audition teams in New York, in LA, in Miami, mm-hmm. in Mexico City, in Buenos Aires. They have they have them in Valencia because there's the campus in Valencia, um, in Seoul, South Korea. They have every like 
all over the world they have people auditioning because they want the cream of the crop. And 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 the thing is, um, what they told me when I did it was, like they were like, one of seven gets in. Mm-hmm. So for me, like when I did it, like I was just like, all right. I mean, like if I get in, that's awesome. If I don't get in, um, you know, I'm not like they, they're not gonna like mug me. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like, why not just go and try it? And and also, I have family in in um, in the North Shaw, which is like north of Boston, like in the in the outskirts of the city. And um, so we had a blast. You know, I did the audition thing; it was fun. And then we went up there. We might have actually done tequila shots at. Nope, it was Jaeger. Oh, but God. anyways, yeah. um, but that but going back to um, the audition thing, it's like. That's what they tell you. Like that's like you just do an audition, mm-hmm. you get in, and they basically give you a score. Right. Right. Everything is based from one to seven, based on your skills. One is improvisation, one is reading, one is rhythm, and one is um um I don't remember. <laughs> Skill like style or something. Yeah, something or... like that, style or theory or harmony or something. So you prepare a piece and you play that, but also what they do is they say they should give you Immediately, they give you a, a chart to read, and then they also do like what they call ear training, which is basically where they're just they'll play like four or five notes and they like, play this do good, do good, do good, do good, you know. Um, and that was the thing for me is you know, I as just as a musician myself, like I learned how to read music multiple times, I don't like it, I don't feel it, I don't hear it, it's hard for me. Um, but like, I think I have perfect pitch, so I hear notes i hear music that way i can mm-hmm. i can identify that we, we have done this you and i in the studio mm-hmm. so for me like the the reading part is like tough was was and still is tough for me but like the the the, the hearing, hearing part, part the ear training is just like i'm i'm as i'm as good as anyone you know what i mean was was that just through memorization or is that something you just kind of have i don't even think it was i think it's just like I think it's just from listening to music and, and me just putting the pieces together. I remember telling my, um, you know, my real maestro music teacher back in the day, shout out Jim Clark, Jim Clark Music, wherever you are. Um, like I walked in one day and, and this was around the time because he was teaching me guitar, but he also played lots of Native American flutes. And that's where I, I started to hear about that music and play Native American flute, which I mm-hmm. still do. Um, and he was saying to me just like, or I walked in one day and I said, hey, I like this song. Um, it's, I think it's an E flat minor. And he was like, it is. And I said, I think I have perfect pitch. And he said, you do. And it's just like, we just kept going with it. You know what I mean? Hmm. But so for me, in my own perspective, I feel like anyone can learn pitch it in that way. I don't know what science suggests. I don't know what data and statistics suggest. But for me, it's like the fact that people can't hear like, diminished chords or or you know what i mean major sevens i'm just like what like hmm. it's it's right there but that's how but that's how people who read music can look at melodies and rhythms mm-hmm. when they see it on a chart think about it especially in the classical music world i mean they drill you on that yeah. it's like whether whether you're playing whether you want to play in orchestras or philharmonic orchestras or whether whether you want to be um Film scoring. So I guess the yeah. question the question is is um, yeah. was the debt worth it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
<laughs> wow. Um, I don't know. I'm still paying it. <laughs> Um, you, are these school okay so, mm-hmm. so I, I just just kind of something mm-hmm. you you mentioned you mentioned like how like, break it down mm-hmm. they kind of go through this you know this mm-hmm. this whole talent scouting thing I mean are these schools kind of just like Grammy farms in a way <laughs> like no I <laughs> they make sure listen man they make sure because if they have if they, they make s- sure that they publish the Grammy winners per Grammy awards per year all around the school yeah right because like all the alumni that that's the concept is like I, I think the the biz, like just the the marketing concept of Berkeley and and has always been since 75 76 when it started was um that we it is a contemporary music college so i applied to multiple music programs for school and they all said the same thing to me oh what do you play guitar oh cool jazz or classical and I was like, I'm like, where, where does Jimi Hendrix and Led Zeppelin fall into that? Because that's what I'm playing. Um, and like pretending to play Mahavishnu Orchestra. Anyways, even though they're awesome. Um, I'm just not good enough. But like, the thing is, um, but their whole concept is it's a contemporary music. It's a contemporary music school, which is awesome as a concept because instead of having to learn an ins- instrument and only learning these the, the the classical forms of playing it or learning like the academic jazz and stuff like that if that doesn't interest you but you still want to learn music and you still want to form your career in music then berkeley is an immensely um advantageous place to do it yeah because your classes are music classes and not and not just like study not going deep into Rachmaninoff and not going deep into West Montgomery like it's it's it there are multiple majors music production and engineering which is the producer one there's um electronic production and design which is is sound design you know what I mean there's um performance of course which is you know where you're you play. You're you are playing your instrument eight hours a, a day at least because you're yeah. doing four to six in classes and then you have to practice even more. Like yeah, no, I think others. Yeah. I, I do think it's it it it's so from what it sounds like it does sound like that you have to kind of I mean you have to have a certain work ethic and just kind of determination to just kind of go for that. Like it's not for the casual music diddler no, like myself. No, 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 no. So even I, even if you st- like. I feel like in my perspective, like as as you said that, it's like because I took music on my own time. Mm-hmm. I didn't take it in a school. I didn't go to a conservatory for high school, which people do in the United States yeah. and especially around the world. Um, like, yeah, it was a fucking wake up call for me. Like, I busted my ass, and like, it was hard. Some classes were brutal. I did not understand some classes. Hmm. And then also it's it's humbling because you're everyone's on their own journey. Like everyone's on their own um level of their their quote unquote level or or like their level of their instrument or if they don't want to be playing an instrument, their level of where they are in their career. Yeah. And I was at a very low one for both as far as I'm concerned. Hmm. So I think sometimes m- these days like or in you know post Berkeley, I've definitely beaten myself up over it mentally, but I always have to come back to remember it's like you are you were in competition with only yourself. Hmm. So even though like you see people who are 
who were in your in your class in your grade who are playing on Stephen Colbert or you see that they're playing the Super Bowl with Beyonce which I have seen you know mm-hmm. like it's just that's their journey what's your journey is elsewhere hmm. and my journey has been up and down and you are sitting with me today in a time where I am feeling really lucky blessed but also a little triumphant like I'm trying to not rest on my laurels but like but actually have the laurels on my head. So where you know? where did where did the where did Spain come in? Like how did that arrive in your journey? Bro, I fucking like I so I boomeranged. Like I moved back home after after college mm-hmm. and and basically tried to find work in music based out of like my mom's house, you know? Like mm. in that radius. Like so, gigs or like gigging for other gigging bands. Gigging for and... gigging for other bands. I had my own band. Um I was writing for a, I was writing for like a music blog that was like up and coming in the the jam music scene of the Northeast, and and um, that was an internship, but it really got me like a lot of connections. So I have to cite that one. Um, I worked at, I worked teaching lessons at a music school. I got fired from teaching lessons at a music school. I was substitute teaching like at at a public school in a town nearby. Um, I was performing guitar for babies six months to six years old doing this doing a set you know um and then my last job before i moved to spain was at a warehouse that had that basically um was for staging and rigging specifically what they had done was they had all of the gear from radio city music hall which is a venue in new york city and Mm -hmm. they basically bought it and and not separate like Separated amicably, but like they they bought the stuff and made a company from all of the gear because it was originally the warehouse for Radio City Music Hall, even though it was in Connecticut an hour away. Hmm. Um, and that was my last job before I came to Spain. Like I, before I came to Spain, I thought there's a good there. My next three to five year path could be going into um, stage production and maybe production manager stuff, hmm. which would have sucked during COVID. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Which yeah, sucks during COVID, unless you're in Australia or New Zealand. But you know. Well, yeah. You wouldn't be. I mean, the foresight to have to see that one come in would have been, yeah. you know. But it's, I. It's I, up there with like commercial real estate. It's like you're done. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. I was so I was so surprised that I like was able to like I I stopped. DJing mm-hmm. just about a year right before the pandemic, you know, like that was DJing was my only yeah. f- source of income for a while, and then yeah. it, and then I finally was I kind of just like took the leap and went into the production stuff, and then and luckily, yeah, I mean not luckily, but I mean in a way I I'm grateful that 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 wasn't my only thing because you know DJing dried up pretty fast. In prof- well, that's the thing, isn't it? In professional music, you just find yourself like. There is no, um, there, there really is no one thing. Unless that one thing is like, is, is giving you millions of dollars or that's all you want to do at all whatsoever. Like you have to, you have to. And I feel like. Diversify your, your like sort of portfolio. What the hell you do. This is the fucked up thing though, is because I feel like our generation kind of grew up. We were like, because we grew up without the, you know, the internet for a bit. We are the last generation who grew up without the internet right which is a weird thing to think about but the but growing up in that it also kind of you know it also put us at a big disadvantage because we kind of we saw the artists that we idolized at the time Mm -hmm. 
in start like selling we, CDs. Yeah, selling <laughs> CDs. Like we, we, you could still work towards that. Like you could yeah. still have a career off yeah. of just being an artist. You know, yeah. I mean, and just you know selling. So your you music. mean you didn't have to like sell perfumes you didn't you didn't have to well, like, do commercials for like yeah like you didn't shoes and ralph lauren and stuff like that you didn't have to do that yeah like you be yeah like you you didn't have to um be a but music now we teacher do, and that's why i'm happy to bring you today Milo, our unofficial our unofficial sponsor tequila reserva Orale. Anyways, so there you go. <laughs> yeah, that's so that so that's where that's where I'm at is like you know when I was growing up as a kid I thought like oh I could just be like a, a an artist you know yeah. and and just do that but then now you're you have to make you have to do synchros like placements for um, you know commercials you gotta like yeah. write you know shitty stuff for yeah. TV shows then you gotta. Teach lessons. But that's the thing that they don't tell children. Like, you don't know that as a kid because that's not what you see. That's not what's shown to you. That's not what's, um, you, you, unless, unless you're like a child star situation. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I wonder like, if yeah. kids growing up now might have like a little bit more of, of that. That happening? Like that idea thinking, like they watch how the internet's changed everything and they grow yeah. up with that and they, they realize like, oh, I don't have to work. Just get in a room with 30 kids and say like, how many of you do you, how many of you want to be an influencer? Probably all of them. That's like the, uh, that's more like the than new, you want. That's like the new astronaut thing. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Is that who wants to be an astronaut now? Like that was, yeah. That's like the last thing anyone would want to be in a in a class. But no, I know. Cosmonaut comrades. They. I don't think they even teach. I bet, do you think schools give like influencing classes now nowadays? Um, no, I would argue that you could tailor that into another like applicable class, but you wouldn't do it in public. I don't like that. Would be one of those classes in public schools, at least in the states, that would be on the chopping block first with the like extracurricular stuff like the um, wood shop and metallurgy and oh, but all the, those but classes those... that are good to learn for life but not for for again for standardized testing um, I would say that like here's because it's not influencer class can you just it's imagine though like my... I got a degree in yeah. social media but that's the thing is you could do that but more generally it could be a class in not social. It could it have to. Like, it has marketing, social yeah. media marketing, direct yeah. marketing. Um, I mean, I get it, but just imagine being yeah. the guy that's like, yeah, I, I'm, I actually am an expert in, in Facebook, which nobody. Well, that just well, but but if you're an expert in Facebook, all you do is just like, um, like cause military crackdowns in Myanmar and like. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> that's, that's what Facebook experts do. Actually, no, that's what they do by not paying attention. Anyways, yeah. Um, the, by un, unfettered, you know. You just liaison with yeah. <laughs> I can stop now if you want me to. We are going into drunk history like era mode. I don't know when, but it's happening today. So sorry. Yeah. <laughs> you did invite me. You by... did invite me here. <laughs> Brought to you by tequila today. So, the, but I think you know with that 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 dream. It feels so gone, and I you know I often like I often feel like I'm just kind of living in denial, you know, and the, just like thinking that this is gonna work. <laughs> but bro, no, but I don't think about dude, it. It's kind of that thing that look just like at this 
room we're in right now. Look at your studio. Listen to your Mini Mac buzzing. You have, you are making music and you're making money and you're making it work and you are making time to do what you want. Isn't that success also? No, this is success. I don't know yeah. how long it's going to last, but it is. But who the fuck knows how long anything's going to last? Yeah. That's not how, okay, okay, time out. I'm going to break it down for you. You see that book right there, that music business book right there by Donald Passman? Shout out to Donald I was given that Passman. book. That was, that was. That was a book I had to read in, in school. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, it was like in the, Berkeley. I mean, that is in the quintessential. Legal aspects of the music industry. It was a music business class, hmm. which is also a cool major. Um, and one of the first things he says in, in either the foreword or the first chapter, and, and, and I've been really thinking about it in, 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 this, t- in this year where I'm starting to see some fruits of, of my labor. You know what I mean? It was like musically and professionally. Um, and what he says is like every music career has one thing in common. You know what that is? You don't know? Okay. A limit. Oh, I was going to say ends. failure. No, but. no, but 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 don't think of it as failure. Think of it as a limit because this, you can be you can you can be a major label artist who has a giant massive viral in quotes hit. Mm-hmm. And then your next one could be 60% of that. And then the one after that is 60% of that. And or you could be in a regional band mm-hmm. in where you're from. Let's say, let's say, let's call it Arizona, for example. And you're drinking Maricopa County margaritas, <laughs> and you're playing Happy around hour. the you're playing around the Southwest, and you have covers, and you have a loyal following who will drive about an hour and a half to go see you guys kick ass. That's what, like, I mean, that ex- that's also a successful music career. Yeah, that is be- it. Just the difference is the. The, the the gross money that you generate mm-hmm. and and parts of the experience. And when I say parts, I mean like, yeah, you're not you're not playing private shows for sheiks in Dubai. Like you don't have a Ferrari, but you do spend Monday to Friday and Saturday and Sunday focusing on your music and being artistic. Mm. Um yeah. you're also spending more time than maybe you would normally on like making content for social media, but that's a new thing. That's something that we didn't have when we fell in love with music as kids. Um, I think, I think, I think we're going to, and maybe this is just wishful thinking, but Mm -hmm. I think we're going to see hopefully like a kind of Mm -hmm. end to this Instagram madness. It can't go on like this. Like, like uh, I just want, I just, I just invite everyone to take like a deep, reflection for one I'm second closing my eyes right now and just think of the insanity that we do on a day-to-day basis like with instagram lord have mercy there are there are useful positive applications i believe for sure but really like is it necessary the the stuff that we do like the content that we put out like i was you know we used to like search for music and stuff. Here's 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 my here's my thing that I've been down, thinking bro. about. Like, I've, been, I've been thinking about this. Okay, so in, Instagram is kind of like is is at this point where where it's like a it's a subway metro wall of flyers. Okay, it's just like you got your cooking. Post no bills, but here the yeah. bills are posted. Yeah, you got your fucking cooking shows. Your 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 fashion. Your the artists that you follow and your neo fascism. Your neo. <laughs> 
<laughs> that just trickles in every once in a while based on the algorithm. You like a Joe Rogan post, and then the neo five times Ben Shapiro absolutely destroyed Mike Dwyer. <laughs> and then, and then you, then you try to throw a little bit of music in this. Like, hey guys, check out my new single. It's like, boo. Why? Yeah, not and, even boo, not even why. Just scroll, scroll, it. scroll. And here's and so this is this is a this is what I think it, it is doing to the the mentality yeah. of of music listeners. Mm-hmm. It's creating a very apathetic and high glycemic, high glycemic. Yeah, yeah. Like just like kind of kind of like a instant gratification. You know, it's a based, sugar high. It's, it's a sugar, a sugar high. high it, and it's a just, sugar crash. It's like it's just like eating French fries or something like yeah. that. And 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 I. I mean, unless you're, there, I think there's like very, 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 very few artists mm-hmm. who who hold the the kind of privilege of being able to, um, you know, be on so uh, without social media. They they're not there, mm-hmm. and they and, and you know you want to you you expect they're going to do good stuff. Like you will search it out, but then I feel like for the rest of us, um, you know, I feel like the more social media I do, the less people like the more that they are not interested in it like if i kind of just okay that's funny huh yeah yeah like if i like here's here's a weird example okay Mm -hmm. my best song is a remix that i did seven years ago Mm -hmm. on soundcloud Mm -hmm. that's getting you know well over fifteen thousand plays a week or something like that it's yeah it's i mean it like those numbers are great but years after yeah yeah, years six years later six years after okay so but literally zero Mm -hmm. like i I would say maybe two percent of Mm -hmm. the people listening to that Mm -hmm. have actually converted into followers have converted into listening to any of my other songs you know and so what i think is 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 Everything has just kind of become the soundtrack to our lives. Yeah. Well, you have to remember, like, what does what does what do social media sites reward specifically? They reward those who spend more time on social media. And what I mean by that is like more visibility. The more time you spend right. doing it, the more time you get up there. The, but they the also, way that they get paid is by keeping you on there forever. Well, if yeah, they, they want could you lock on that people, platform. If they could lock people in a dungeon mm-hmm. and just have them scroll. In, in the name of, like, food and water and their necessities, as they say in Spanish. Yeah. They don't want you going to third-party links. They don't want no. they don't want this, no. like, follow me over to SoundCloud thing, and, and that's a, or, or Spotify or they whatever. They don't want you to get off the platforms. Right. And the, um, and you even, so in the, in the terms of, like, music, it's like, um, how do you get off the social media platforms? Well, you go see this person in concert, or you listen to their album, and you put your device off of your face like you know what i mean um but yeah that's always the weird part about um i think that's one of the bigger things i've i've just noticed like remembering what life was like before um before even like google and search engines it's just it's like yeah con like concerts like phones and like you just see squares like you just you you see squares looking at you looking at yeah. You're looking at them. And Taking videos and of stuff that you will never watch again. It, that's it. That's it. Oh, my God. That is it. Like <laughs> You will never go back and be like, oh, I just want to check out these videos. I'm not going to be able to show these to my kids. But people need to be tagged. 
Like yeah. it's we need to be there. We, we need, need to, to be, be like I'm saying. I'm saying music makers, music performers, like they need to be tagged. I've performed hundreds of concerts in Madrid in in the five years that I've been here. Like literally hundreds. I've I've added it up. Over 300 concerts I've played here for sure. And it's just like you're just sitting there, just like ah, I hope they figure out who the fuck I am. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, um, yeah, no, dude, it's so rough. It, that, but that's also. But, I mean, I guess the other side of it is, like, it is a community somehow. Like, hmm. that's... And that's where, like, meme culture comes into it. Or, or, you know what I mean? Or just, like... Yeah. Game stop to the moon, you know? <laughs> it's, like, the same concept. It's, like, don't you... Like, but then, at that point, you're not being a music artist. You're you're being... You're being, like, an, a, an internet thing. Yeah, I, 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 like, that's... Th- and that doesn't do, necessarily. Does it have pay. to be a yeah. gimmick, like always? And, and 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 I'm not. Did it have to be a gimmick before Napster? Do you think? Like no, I, and the old model, so to speak. The old model was definitely not a democratized way where, like, not at all. No, no, no. Anyone could just jump on and, no. and get and get big. And so we we are living, but we're also suffering the consequences of that. I mm-hmm. think, as positive as that is, that because I'm a. All direct people, benefit yeah. of that, yeah. you know, of of this democratized music yeah. making time. While that we're also living. being a major label author. Okay, I'm just, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. It's your story, not mine. <laughs> but the the thing is, is that um, you know there there are direct consequences of that. No matter whether or not we want to, you know, um, acknowledge it or not. But there are. There, there is a, you know, the, the, a saturation, but also, but you know, there, I mean, there's ton, so many positives. Like the, the amount, the level of that people have been able to, like, the level is so high for mm-hmm. those who are are actually making it really work. You know, like, I mean, they're, like, especially in, in you know, in electronic music, dance music, and stuff. I mean, the level is high mm-hmm. of the talent you know going in there and stuff like that but talent has nothing to do with success yeah in or, the music industry you know. at all talent has nothing like uh, look at hard work beats talent sure but also you in the 21st century as a, as a music maker I'm just using that phrase like you're yeah talent because there's so much talent it's mm-hmm. completely saturated it's about people who can do all of the stuff who can be present on social media because that's the only method to um move your move your your product i mean and and this goes back to the berkeley thing is like this is something that they do teach you is Mm -hmm. that if you want to be a music artist you are a product you need to sell your product yeah and if you're not selling your product no one will buy it and then you're not making money from it so Mm -hmm. it's not technically professional music that's a really hard thing to tell an eighteen-year-old. Yeah, and you it's know? a hard thing to figure out what your your product is and yeah. how you're gonna. Or but if you want to be selling at all, folks, yeah. we need another margarita, so we're gonna take a quick break. I think it's true. Yeah, yeah, and we'll be right back and pick dun, this dun, dun, dun. pick this up. You're watching just another broke. <laughs> thirty for thirty. All right, we're back, folks. Um, we're back, refilled, refreshed. Fresh Ready new batch of margaritas. Oh yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So so Jack, 
let's talk a little bit about some of the um, let's talk a little bit about some of the, like the like the Spanish artists that you've been working with lately. Let's do um, it. So as I mentioned before, we you you know it was like sour sourer sourer more is sour. It, is it? I love it. I think love it's it. just the. No, I'm all for it. The more that margaritas like, you drink, the, my, my it builds up on your mouth. No, those so. those limes were more um, girthy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, Spanish artists I've been working with. How do I transition into? How that? do you get um, into like um, so so? Well, f- you've you you mentioned that you played like like 300 shows and stuff like that. What do you think was like? Mm-hmm. Harder, you know, as an Amer, you know, mm-hmm. I, as an English person, American coming I'm not in, English. yeah, spe- English speaking person, yes, <laughs> <laughs> and 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 kind of like getting yourself into the Spanish scene, and also like you know, I, I imagine that there are plenty of Spanish guitarists out there. You know, is there like a weird thing about an American guy who's like really good at playing Spanish guitar, or was everyone just like, yo, this is dope, you know? Um. Okay, so I'm gonna take it from what I believe is I'm gonna take it from what I believe is their oh, perspective, and whoop, we are yeah. Hold on, our mic is going over. That's this. good. Yeah, right. like that. Is this, that's Girth Brooks. This is not Girth Brooks. <laughs> you want to talk about that for two seconds while no. I think of an answer for this? Um, <laughs> anyways, oh sorry. Anyways, um, so basically. I would I would say this I take it from the interior and the exterior and for me, um, you know I, I consider it a challenge before na, 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 na. like that's we are the champions so I, I I'm just like going at it like, yeah like not, not caring yeah no okay. I'm just like you I'm a unfortunately you like when really you walk only in, yeah when you walk into the studio session they're like hey we got this great guitarist coming in um yeah. you know obviously like it's all like Spanish yeah. artists you know they're imagining yeah and they're like okay so this guy you know he plays mm-hmm. like crazy Spanish guitar and then all of a sudden this white dude walks in yeah. he's like hey guys but I don't <laughs> but that's the thing is like you know I play I have a Spanish guitar I can play fingerstyle Spanish guitar particularly I can do a couple flamenco things but but. Um, I just go into every session, like, trying to, like, acutely hone in on what the producer wants. Uh-huh. Um, give my input where I can, slash where I want, where, slash where it's necessary, slash where it's appropriate. But I also, um, you know, me, like, playing music, specifically guitar, among the other instruments, like, that is me in my best state. Like, I feel... That's where I'm in the trance. That's where the internal dialogue shuts off. Mm-hmm. Even when we were rec- recording um, an hour ago, like you saw, I mean, you might have saw me like just like lying almost like on the guitar and closing my eyes and just like letting my fingers move. You know what I mean? Mm. Like I'm really letting go, and I think it's because I've done my ten thousand hours of of guitar, and so regardless of whether I do it in the United States or whether I do it in Spain, mm-hmm. like. That's what I'm bringing to it. On the exterior, meaning from their perspective, I believe it's like, first of all, um, if you're playing American-based music, right, mm-hmm. um, like from the United States and stuff like that, like I kind of, I think I give legitimacy to projects just because of my name is Jack, you know what I mean? And my accent is weird. My accents are weird. So, um, like when it comes down to things like 
like hip hop and electronic music and rock stuff and funky and groove mm-hmm. and soul. Like I, I try to just exist and do my thing as I would in wherever I was in the world. Yeah. But that's, you know, it, it may come off as like magic to them. I mean, music is magic anyway. Like that is, I, I do feel like I cast spells sometimes. <laughs> I do feel like. Like, um, like Santana's saying that he is, his guitar turned into a snake at Woodstock because he yeah. took a bunch of mescaline. <laughs> pretty much. Pretty much. I, I, um, I haven't partook, but like partaken, I haven't partaken, but no, it's that same, it's that same concept. Like that you just like, you put your heart, soul, and spirit into it so that like would have been some of like the like the struggles maybe like in the beginning you know because oh my god the language yeah that, that's, so that's so like the struggle is like what understanding was, what the hell people want and especially it, for me it was more like Dalai Duro and you're like what is what do you yeah. mean <laughs> well the big one for me was coming here um, was especially with um, live music and in Madrid has has lots of jam sessions I mean. There are jam sessions all over the city. It's mm-hmm. a great city to show up with your instrument and just go out every night to a different place, meet people, talk to people, wait to get on stage, get on stage, yeah. improvise, and and keep talking to people and leave. Um, and that's what I started to do. Um, the biggest one for me was just music vocabulary. Mm-hmm. Because when you're learning a language, I mean, I, I took Spanish throughout middle school and high school, but like... But then I didn't take it during Berkeley. Berkeley has a, a lot of international students, so I would try to speak Spanish with with um, Latino and Span and Spaniards there. But like, I mean, this this really can like moving to somewhere like Spain is like a baptism of fire, baptism by fire for the language. Yeah. Like, and and also I wanted, I was, I really wanted to speak Spanish, and I really pushed myself. And what I mean is like I just fucking went into conversations with people and I mm-hmm. learned I, I learned how to be an active listener we talk about that you know it's like active listening and stuff oh there's no other way to do it if you want to understand what the hell people are saying to you who yeah. don't speak English well you, you know? also have to be like you also have to have that kind of unafraid mentality oh, yeah. of, of looking like an idiot mm-hmm. and I do and, and I think that's been my oh, that, that biggest a long time ago. yeah not my not for me my, my biggest crutch I think is that is like I don't want to sound like a Idiot, but I sound like an idiot in English, so... You gotta I, kill I sh- that ego, bro. Yeah, I gotta kill that. You gotta that. kill that ego. You gotta turn your guitar into a snake there. <laughs> if you know what I mean. Because, you know, it's like... And, you know, there's like... A, like What'll happen, you know, often is like they'll, they'll start speaking in Spanish, they'll start t- t- telling like a funny joke. And then, like, by the time I catch on to it and I like... I'm like... And I think like, oh, now's the time to interject my funny opinion on this. Like, mm-hmm. you just get all the stares are like... We've been done talking about that topic for about like two minutes now. Yeah, but that's your ego reacting to it, though. That's the thing is like you just have to put that away because cause you know you know what you're about, right? Yes or no? Yeah. So that's yeah, it. You know, still figuring Start, out. Like if you can't if 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 people if you can't show that to people, then yeah, then you take grammar classes. If people aren't seeing that, that's also partially their fault, right? Seeing what? Not seeing like what you're about and what what's funny to you and your personality and your characteristics. Mm-hmm. If you can't like show that in conversation with language, yeah. or if you feel like you are and they're not getting it, it goes both ways. That's yeah. conversation. And, but and it, that's also if I if I can if yeah, I can keep yeah. going is like that's also 
music. That's that's playing music, performing music, <laughs> or working on music with other people and like recording music. Like you just these things are. It's not one person commanding. It's not one person saying what's right or wrong. It's being able to find your flow alongside or with and within someone else's. Like, mm-hmm. so I mean, and I and I always say this to people is like, music and lang- music learning and language learning are in the same part of the brain. It's mm-hmm. like, like the frontal frontal lobe. Like, like it's it's that's the part of our brain that does communication. Yeah. And, I think you'll find in, in like world history and stuff, it's like many famous composers and, and and performers could speak many languages. Whether it's Shakira, whether it's Mozart, like mm-hmm. that. So the fact that you are able to um, record music, the fact that you know how to mix songs, the fact that you're learning how to master songs, whether or not you know music theory, no, helps you speak other languages yeah like as far as i'm concerned alcohol does not help you it, but it, it, it takes a filter but they've off. done they've done studies on this dude a study came out a couple weeks i just mean that months, i, for, I, years I ago, like forget weeks, months, years. i forget i forget stuff all but the time. it lowers your inhibition it lowers I, my best it, conversations for yeah, me yeah in my opinion, have been when I've been drunk, but that might not be the same for the other person on the other side of the conversation. <laughs> Maybe not, but no, there there is an interesting study. I gotta show you that later because like they they took um basically what they did is they took um, Dutch people learning German and German people learning Dutch and put them in conversations and they would give them like a control or an alcoholic beverage. I think they were doing like screwdrivers or like lemon drops or vodka with lemon or something like that. And that's what they found is like while. Their grammar didn't improve or or um, what's the opposite of improve? Worsen? Yeah, worsen. <laughs> Damn, why wouldn't it be disimprove? Anyways, see that's what language learning does too, right? You're just like I could I could think of a better word for this. Anyways, but while grammar didn't quite get better or worse, um, depreciate the, co- the conversations got more um, fluid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the- and that's with. Like, and, and, like it's like a dance, you know. You're doing a little dance here. When it's you're hundred percent a dance. It's hundred percent a dance. When you're, I mean, okay, when you're it, talking, like right. a conversation is a little bit of a, especially in another when you when it's not your like yeah. language. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like when you're like you know you're you're at the yeah. prom and you're like holding the girl and it's like yeah. you're stepping on each other's feet. Yeah, you know, type of a thing. Yeah. You're learning how to square dance for the time. Yeah, but if you like are friends or you like each other or you both have like or if you don't both have a crush on each other because that makes it weird until it's suddenly not. It's suddenly awesome but um like if you're in that kind of like platonic or in it, that situation platonically it's just like you you have to actively listen to rec to um recognize that you're both in it together yeah and that's what it is with a conversation yeah. there's like a barrier here where we, we, we kind of got to get through yeah. that thing we're literally talking in front of cameras and microphones and i think we're doing swimmingly that that's up to the audience to judge, which I'm sure they'll be very smashing that like button for what? <laughs> I'm sure they'll be very kind. You know, mm-hmm. I'm sure they'll have nothing but positive things to say in the comments. Like you yeah, know, like everyone, on, like everyone on the internet. Mm-hmm. Um, so, <laughs> you know what I was thinking about the other day? I was because because um, we have to talk about this. We have to talk about uh, Thetangana's tiny desk performance. Oh, you. Yeah. And. Yeah. That was like so. That was one of those rare moments that um I that the music made me emotional. 
You know what I mean? And because you I don't love you, living in Spain, but sometimes it's hard. Yeah, but I, but I, but he, so to that point, I was wondering, like, if I showed this to a run-of-the-mill Arizonan, like one of my family members, yeah. like, would they get it? And I feel like there's, there might, like, like let's just be honest here. If you don't like that video, you don't like Spain. You know what I mean? Like that is like the <laughs> that is like a, yeah that is an extracted like essence essential oil yeah. of Spain. You, you have you Spain. have the anise like yeah. the digestive alcohol with the, the sobremesa, which is like the you know like the big lunch, yeah. and then you have everyone sitting around the table yeah. and and. You know, doing the palmas it's, it's, and it's Spanish, it's Gitano, it's Madrileño, it's yeah, it's they all in like that's where like the true art comes from. I think in Spain, like like the like you, you start yeah, you're starting to see that kind of um, what you know maybe you get a little glimpses of what it mm-hmm. of what like the the golden age, yeah. the gold era of Spain used to be. But yeah, well that's the thing too, isn't it? Is that Specifically with, you know, when we think of Spanish music, music from Spain, so many of us go to flamenco music, hmm. um, or at least the ones of us who, who know the difference between like Spain and Latin America. And um, um, when you watch that, I, th- I think, th- I don't know a lot about the flamenco scene, but I, I feel like it can be pretty, pretty um, like purist. Yes. But I read a book that about is that. changing. Whether it's Rosalia, whether it's Omar Montes, or whether it's Zetangana. And and there is like, but a big part of that is like this, um, I love how they play the tables. Hmm. And that's something that you'll see, or like the guy Pitingo is phenomenal. You should check out Pitingo. Um, and, and it goes back to like the, the poverty of, of where, of in time of where this music came from, where it's like, in, there there aren't a lot of instruments in like traditional flamenco music. It's really guitar singing, maybe a cajon. And what is a cajon? It's a box. Yeah, box with, like, you hit. Beads in it that like plays as percussion. But like you know, just doing those bulerias. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, like it, it it's it it touches your soul, and that's what duende is about too, right? That concept of of a music that is is like, I'm probably not going to define it well. But duende is like a Spanish word, D-U-N, D-U-N-D-E. No, mm-hmm. D-U-E. And D-E. Thank you, sir. That's, <laughs> that was rough. Um, but it's like this concept of, of music or, or I think it's mostly music and art that like triggers emotions out of you, specifically yeah. pain and sorrow and like a, a catharsis, you know? And and especially that first, those first two songs are like, that's what it does for me. And you just hear them. For me, what got me was the whole group of people singing yeah. it together. Yeah. All the girls, like, and the guys, and, and just, like, also the ad-libs. Like, the guys, like, Vamanos! Yeah. Carmona! Yeah. yeah. That, 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 like, that hit me because I, I come from the most, probably, milk toast white family. You want to try spelling milk toast? Suburban family that, that you know, yeah. you could possibly yeah. picture in your mind. Yeah. And that... That's like that's what I that's one of the reasons I like fell in love with Spain. Like I, I, I was like, there there's some there's some wildness to it. You know, it's like that would never. Can you imagine like your fucking? It, doesn't, it just your, doesn't happen in the same way. Your, your white Christian, you know, your white Christian. Um, okay, everyone, we're gonna like. Yeah. Um, Jebediah, can yeah. you go grab the tambourines yeah. and? Yeah. We're, but you're a fucking prodi, so that's different. You know, I can I jump in here. 
Um, yeah, there is the culture here about about social activity is really special, and mm. it's and it feels ancient, and it feels um, sometimes bizarre or weird, but it also feels normal at times as well. Spanish people, um, I mean, again, like the dos besos thing, like like up until basically the pandemic, like you kissed anyone in uh, like on their cheeks, especially like um, men to women, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But um, also it's like, but the way that people, like the way that people touch each other, especially men, like the way that like, like a, a man in Spain can like touch the back of your neck, like in in a in a way of like cariño, in a way of like sweetness of just like you're like my affection, buddy. Yeah. Where it's like I don't know, like in some ways I also feel like I grew up like it's like you don't let anyone you don't let a man touch your face, like you know. Yeah. However, I will say from like my own perspective as an American, like you know half of my I'm I guess I identify as like Irish American as most Connecticut people are. Um, you know, like my, I'm Irish on both sides. My dad's side of the family is a little more Italian, um, but um, or, and and it just is like some things about Spanish culture remind me of like the, the that like Italian Guido ness that I grew up with. It's not the same, mm-hmm. but I guess that's like sort of the bubble of Mediterranean where it's like um, the the way that. Like people are a little loud. The way that they're confrontational. The way that like someone can straight up say to you, just like Mike this and go to the other one Bogo. Like the people could literally go up to you and just be like Mike, Mike, you got a, you got a little fatter since the last time I saw you. Like, and yeah. it's they don't even mean it in an in a in a mean or rude way. It's just as like the way it is, you know. Telling you like yeah, telling you how it is. Telling you how it is, but in a way of just like literally just <clears throat> observing. Like it, I, I tell people it's like people in Spain just on a social and cultural level are earthier. Hmm. They're a little connected to. Yeah. They're a little more connected to ha- the the land. They're a little more connected to the old days, for better or for worse. Yeah. Depending on who you ask, depending on the situation, but I mean I have been, I've never been kissed by more men in my life than in Spain. Like on like my head. You know what I mean? Like, I've been... It's a comforting feeling. I have been spanked in class before by a teacher that I worked with when I was when I was teaching English in the school. Like, just like, okay, bye, Jackie. Like, yeah. on, on some, like, on some Friday Night Lights f- football shit. Like, on some, like, you know, like, f- yeah. football players, like, smack each other on the ass yeah. and shit. And I was just like, whoa, yeah, I'm in Spain. <laughs> yeah, and, and, you know, there might be some people hearing that and being like, whoa, 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 we're crossing some boundaries here. But yeah. I think... But that's the thing is, you know, like yeah. I think, that, but well, that's a rabbit hole. I'm not going to go down. Go for it. I mean, eh, no, no, no. no. Um, but going back to the the tiny desk thing, I don't want to get canceled. I haven't even like gotten enough episodes. You out don't yet. even have any spot. Well, you you might have a sponsor coming, but yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll talk about them yet. We'll talk about them on the next time you invite me. Yeah. <laughs> when you have it. <laughs> if I have it, yeah. The going back to you know like those rare moments that you do actually experience okay this is the thing you you got into music because of a out of body emotional experience that you had when you listened to a song i mean mm. that's just what happened well said. you and that's what converted your mind into thinking like i want to do this mm. this makes me happy yeah. okay and somewhere along the line, uh, somewhere along the way, most 
you know, like in it's in my case, I'm very guilty of this. Like that magic kind of dies a little bit. Yeah. You lose some of it along the way, and so as you as you kind of like you know as you dive deeper and deeper as you're the you know as if you're if you're like the watchman and you like you're Never the tinkerer. I don't know what you're talking about, but carry on. No, Your not the, not, no, not not the comic book. I mean, oh. like a person who makes watches. Oh, a watchman. Like if you're is a, that what they're called? No, no, that's not what they're called at all. I'm thinking. Oh, in the tower, in the rainy, if the rainy night. All oh, the barbarians are coming. If you're the guy who makes the watches and you're like the tinkerer and, and, and you know you go in like the more and you find out and you start to peel back the mystery on everything, mm-hmm. you start to kind of lose some of that. You you begin to lose a bit of that. That feeling, magic, magic, the magic, you know, like the, and, and stuff, and so, and I 100 percent agree. I, I now, experienced that at Berkeley. Like, yeah, yeah. When you then, on those rare occasions when you watch something like the Tetangana Tiny Desk concert, mm-hmm. which you can check out now on NPR's website, mm-hmm. this is not sponsored by. They, it was a return to the magic, but not because I didn't know what was going on. Yeah. It was like finally I feel something. Yeah. Because I don't feel anything from most of the music that I hear. Isn't that sad? That's incredibly sad. We gotta fix that. But but it. Come on, no no no. Let's let oh, We gotta figure that out. Okay. How do we like? What do you do to um like make better music? So what music, music do you feel? Give me okay. So you gave me the Setangana NPR. Give me two other songs or type of music or 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 pieces that make you feel every time you listen to it. Oh. Fuck! I'm not gonna remember the Fuck guy's is not name. A song. Um, the Brazilian um, guitar player is it? Um, What's the song? I I have it on my like my my playlist like mm-hmm. when I'm cooking dinner. Or so George Van. Uh, he's oh fuck, dude! This is like a really important um, song for me. Um, I am like spasming in suspense right now. I am really losing it. You need to tell me who this person is. I can look it up on the Spotify real quick. Jamie, pull that up. (laughs) Dwight Cole, pull this up. Let me look on my Spotify. Okay. Like, um... That's not the one. That's not the one. He's the man. Oh, my God. Dude, you... Do you like, like, a lot of his music? Yeah, well, I, like the one. Do you that, like that one, Menina Mulia di Pelipere? Oba la ve. Oba la ve mela. So let me tell you about this. Can I? Am I not allowed to sing it, like for copyright reasons? Well, okay. <laughs> I have this. So I had this moment in Portugal. I was in Lisbon with yeah. some friends, mm-hmm. and we decided to rent a boat. Yeah. Like one of those, like it was like a pirate ship almost. Mm-hmm. Like half size pirate ship. Did you have a, a skipper? Like, did you have someone? Like, yeah, that, someone it's like driving? someone. Someone takes us and you. Yo, we should do that, dude. It's sick. Yeah. Like you, it, it, it was it was around like seventy bucks a person, but like you bring yeah. you, you can bring all your own food and wine and stuff. For fair warning, um, the when when the river or like choppy. is pretty choppy. You don't really feel like drinking wine after getting like seasick for a while, but it. So this was in Lisbon, if you mentioned the. the yeah, this river. was in Lisbon. Okay, gotcha. So, anyways, um, I had this moment where we're on the ship. Mm. We brought our own music and so like yeah. a playlist, and I was like, I'm gonna put it on my playlist because like yeah. fuck you guys, I have a good song for this. That's usually how putting on your own playlist works. Is mm-hmm. I'm putting on a playlist, so fuck you guys or cause fuck you guys. Yeah. 
But Good use of prepositions. It was a, it was it was that song. Mm-hmm. Oba la vimela. Yeah. Yeah. On the river, like, or like, you know, basically. I would call that the delta or the mouth of yeah. the Tejo or the Tagus River. Tagus River yeah. in English. Imagine right? the setting. You're on a boat. Yeah. You're just. You're oh, all sitting there, there with your friends. I'm there. What time? And what time of day is it? Sun going down. Oh. And it was cool because it's a port. You know, because he's Brazilian. It's a Portuguese yeah. song. By Moleque. And. The the captain of the boat really was into it. They're yeah. like, could not believe that this group of Americans brought that. Whipped out Georgia Bay. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and I just had this like cin- cinematic picture in my head of like when I'm listening to this music, it makes me think of being on a fucking <sighs> ship in the water. And it's I was such like, this a is... sad song too. I don't know what he's saying, but I do uh-huh. love the, the emotional connection that I had to that song at the end when he's just like you know like yelling. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, me too. That's like a gives uh, me goosebumps every time. So, yeah. so yeah, like the, you know, but it's it rarely happens in the in the genre that I'm making. I don't mm-hmm. know if that's a problem. I like. Yeah, that's. I mean, but that but that song and that album probably comes from the late '60s, early '70s, right? Yeah. Well, mean, that's so a, that's that and, and that is the um and that is unfortunately the era that I connect with most. Same, like you, same, you know? dude. It's yeah, and I and it, and unfortunately, I've never ever had the opportunity to work with with tape because that's what it it's that's what it is, right? I mean, these are LPs. Like this is this is. Is it tape or is it just like you know the drugs they were taking? <laughs> do you like cachaça? We should have did. Oh, we should have drank that. We should do that next time. Hmm. Are you gonna invite me again? Like, can we do this? Like, yeah, oh, not all the time, but like reg, like semi regularly. Can I be a reoccurring character? Yeah, we 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 will. So um, before we wrap this up, we we do we you know I I had Kyle on the last episode. Oh, you did, intro- did you? Introducing the project. <sighs> So Jack is the other, the other That's shining right. I'm the member missing link. I'm the, I'm the extra chromosome of, uh, of the Kyle Magnus project, which will be the song will be out by the time this one is out, by this episode is out. So <laughs> I hope, I hope it's good. I hope the response hope is good. good. We've I, been working on it for a long time. Yeah. So keep, you know, keep, keep, uh, keep that on the radar. Um, what else? What other what things do you have coming out, Jack? Like, what what are other the, things do I have coming out? Um. Well, at the moment, I mean, a lot so of... So we're going to have a podcast with you, me, and yeah. Kyle on, which is going to be really um, funny. As a ma- yeah, oh my God. Next season. We're going to... We're going to... I'm going to cry. I'm probably going to cry of laughter. Like, I'm literally going to make even stupider noises than I have made. If you've made it this part far in the podcast, by the way, incredible. Um, at the moment, as you're speaking to me... Um, Right now, it's it's been there's there's more stuff that I've just released, and I'm kind of working on other th- other things with um, uh, my buddies in Fix Music Studios. Shout out Fix Music Studios. I don't know if you guys are listening. No sé si me escucháis, pero bueno, um, os quiero. Um, <laughs> it's a studio in Madrid um, with Pablo Gareta and uh, Amit. Amit. You had you got to have Edu and Asier for sure, and Greta. Mm. Um, Dave goes there a lot. He's I, an artist uh, yeah. I've worked with. I hope so they'll want to come on the show. I'm, I'll, I'll, I'll ask. I'm gonna ask. I'm gonna have my people call their people, and their people will call your people. Um, I need some more Spanish folks on this show. Yeah, to get a little more, you know? yeah. Um, so recently, the the bigger releases that I that I've worked on is one is um, I did four out of seven songs on um, 
Hijos de la Ruina, volumen 3, which is the third volume 3 of an album from uh, Natos Iwar y their friend um, Recycle J. So that one was freaking awesome to, to be a part of. So I don't know, for all the um, American and, and English-speaking and non-Spanish people listening right now, Natos Iwar are a uh, duo of rappers here who... They're massive. They are massive. And... They they have been doing it for like ten a little over ten years. Um, they they met each other in rap battles like mm. around Madrid, especially like ten years ago during what in okay. So the two thousand eight financial crisis when the housing market like you know like Collapse. got collapsed, um, it hit Spain really hard, and they mm. still aren't fully recovered from where they were. And in that time, there were these things called ocupas, where basically like. One of two things would happen: uh, houses would get foreclosed on, and people would go and protest at those foreclosures. I mean, two hundred people would show up at a house that was about to get um, repoed, and like part of that scene was like battle rappers and stuff like that. I mean, it's a great again going back to like the concept of a local scene and like hmm. not needing Sounds fucking like a, social yeah. media. Just like show up, do your art, and people will see you. And 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 not those you were part of that. As, as battle rappers, and I think Recycle J was to an extent, and, um, as far as I know, I may be wrong. Um, but they, you know, they kind of became a rap duo, started putting out albums, putting out albums. And they have for since, I mean, they, they sell out arenas in, in Spain anytime they go on tour. Mm-hmm. I performed with them in October 2019 at, at uh, Madrid Salvaje, which is, a, which is a festival in the IFEMA Center. I mean, and I, I played one song with them on guitar in front of 30,000 people. Yeah. And that goes back to, like, I mean, that was a fucking trip, man. I mean, 30,000 people. My town is, the town that I grew up in was thirty to 35,000 people. Yeah. You know what it's I mean? One, yeah, it's one of those. Um, but that being said, so Hijos de la Ruina, volume 3, is, volumen 3, sorry, um, is an album that I helped them work on. It's pretty guitar heavy, and they did a song. that They did some of their classic hip-hop songs. We did a rock song called Mas Alcohol. I'm in the video. I'm yeah. playing the businessman who sees the garage band playing rock and roll music. And I am pissed. And then I like start to dig it. And then I throw my suitcase back at the, um, <laughs> basically at the makeup people. <laughs> and I <laughs> started to play guitar. Yeah, uh, they were sweet. They were, they were, you know, shout out to that, that crew that was like taking care of my indomitable hair. That's what she said. Tu pelo es indominable. And then you know what I said there? Como mi espíritu. <laughs> Anyways, which means like my spirit. And um, so that was a big one. So here's the thing, though. It came out Friday, the 25th of March. And I know that because also what came out on the 25th of March was a song called No Te Decides, no te decides in Castellano, right? Um, by a guy named Dooley. He's a he's a young rapper, singer on Warner Chapel, and um, he was. Um, I worked with him and Edu Anasier. Shout out to the Iconics um, for a little bit, and and I mean no, like we came together, and within fifteen to twenty minutes, I was already playing this stuff, and we just locked it down. The day that the Masalcol video came out, mm-hmm. that song came out, and one and two were. Not that I see this was trending on YouTube number one that day and Masalco was trending number two. So that's what I think you had mentioned earlier, like how I was quote unquote part of trending stuff on YouTube number one and two on one day. 
that was the same day I got my first dose of AstraZeneca. So I had a brutal fever. I thought you were going to say acid. Yeah. So. No, no, acid doesn't give you fever. Um, <laughs> and um, anyways, like... Uh, so you didn't, you didn't really get to enjoy it because you were feeling like shit. Yeah, yeah, you just, mm-hmm. I was, I enjoyed the process. By the time the music comes out, you've already heard the song 800 times, and you're like, all right, and now, it, it's almost like it's, quote unquote, over, but that's honestly the beginning of it being the public's. Yeah. Or, or for them, like when, and that's when the you let it go. Yeah, when you let it go, it's like a bird, it's like a bird that you let fly. I think we had, we were talking about this a little bit before, it's like, sometimes making a song is like, Having like a little baby bird that like you ever see those cute little videos of like someone who finds a baby bird that's like yeah, barely like alive. foster it and you literally and when you let it go it's not yours anymore and you just have to like when you like when you finish the yeah. song you don't really ever truly finish yeah. the song it's just when you decide that like you're gonna let it go because because that's the thing too is like I you know I I I have I have cats in my DMs like saying to me in Spanish like you don't know that much this song means to me or when I was teaching English people coming up to me or I mean some of these like former students in my like not that I'm not following that like are seeing me and being like wow you were always awesome in school like thank you so much you're doing this great stuff ba 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 and uh, it's just like you know namaste um. Well, but well, yeah. Well, cheers. Uh, uh, I just say you pour a little bit of tequila. I I don't know why I'm doing that as well, but because we're <laughs> a team, you didn't right. have to, but you wanted to because you didn't want your you didn't want a lot to drink alone. So yeah, watch So, anyways, thank you guys for tuning in. Oh, we're done. Check in. Okay, Make sure right. to check out Jack. Yeah, on- my name's Jack. Jack Stone. J A A C K underscore S T O N E on the Instagram. Sorry yeah. about that. I had to do that after we talked about how hard it is to have to do that. <laughs> and anyways, uh, we, I, we'll, 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 we'll have another one coming out soon when, it, when it's like when all three of it, well, three yeah. of the lads can no, get that's together. All, yeah, the power of three, baby. I'm so excited. Oh I'm my so god! Excited. If you thought this one was good, yeah. Mm. Salud, wey, mi compa. Órale. All right, see you next time, guys. Chao, chingones. <laughs>